Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit from a local business to a global corporation. Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then... Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Welcome to DTNS Gaming News Monthly, where you'll get the month's biggest gaming news in approximately 15 minutes. I'm Jen Cutter. Jumping right in, you've probably heard a thing or three about the Epic vs. Apple California trial. If you're a regular listener of DTNS, you're already an expert too, so here's the very, very short-form summary of the gaming-specific outcomes here. Anyone with games or apps on the App Store will be able to direct customers to purchasing mechanisms outside of the store. The short-term outlook for Epic's return to the App Store is kinda grim, with Apple releasing this statement. Apple has exercised its discretion not to reinstate Epic's developer program account at this time. Furthermore, Apple will not consider any further requests for reinstatement until the district court's judgment becomes final and non-appealable. So Fortnite players best not be holding their breath for a return to iOS in a hurry. While I'm talking lawsuits, here's a summary of the ongoing Activision Blizzard activities, which have dominated gaming news this past month and more. Back on July 20th, the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing filed suit against Activision Blizzard, alleging discrimination and sexual harassment in the workplace, calling out a frat boy culture, the lack of HR action around complaints, and unequal pay for women. Some internal memos leaked, showing executives like Chief Compliance Officer Fran Townsend sharing tone-deaf messages regarding the lawsuit, which was then immediately walked back by CEO Bobby Kotick who tried taking a more compassionate stance about how the company is addressing concerns internally. There was an employee walkout, multiple breaking stories by gaming and mainstream press outlets, detailing more specific incidents of the past, including many inappropriate and highly sexual conversations between bosses and employees, and tales about the Cosby Suite party room. The past month saw a number of upper-level people leave Blizzard. President J. Allen Brack stepped down as head of the studio, and head of HR Jesse Meschuk is no longer with the company. Overwatch 2's executive producer Chaco Sunny announced he's leaving Blizzard, and Blizzard's chief legal officer Claire Hart announced he's leaving the company after working there for three years. Diablo 4 game director Louis Berga is gone, as is World of Warcraft designer Jonathan LeCraft and lead level designer Jesse McCree. As a result of that departure, the Overwatch character McCree will be getting a new name in the future, with Blizzard adding in a statement... 
Going forward, in-game characters will no longer be named after real employees, and we will be more thoughtful and discerning about adding real-world references in the future Overwatch content. The DFEH later updated their lawsuit claiming Activision Blizzard shredded documents related to the investigation, and uh, let me check my notes here, it looks like the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, sometimes better known as the SEC, subpoenaed Blizzard executives, including Bobby Kotick, regarding communications about sexual harassment and discrimination complaints. And since legal action never seems to stop around here, on September 27th, the U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission also sued Activision Blizzard over alleged gender-based discrimination and harassment at the company. This particular suit was settled by the company, with them committing to create an $18 million fund to compensate eligible claimants, and any unclaimed money will be directed to charities supporting gender equality and diversity in the industry. There's likely much more to come on all of these suits in the future, but for now, as of recording anyway, you're up to date. Leaving all of the legal kerfuffles behind, let's talk about an actual game made by Blizzard. Diablo 2 Resurrected was released September 23rd for absolutely every system, including the Switch. This remake of the classic features updated graphics, actual accessibility options, so you can now adjust text sizes and enable colorblind modes. Gold pickup is now blessedly automatic when you run over the piles, and your inventory stash has been increased, with a new method of transferring items and weapons to your other characters without resorting to the old-school mule method. Two unfortunate things about this remaster. One, there's cross-progression, but not cross-play. So if you own multiple copies of Resurrection on, say, PC and Xbox, you can use your save file with all your stuff on both systems after linking your Battle.net account, but you cannot play on Xbox and join a multiplayer game with your friends on PS4 or 5. Secondly, since you can't launch a modern online game without some janky bugs... There's a big one right now, with certain players getting a fail-to-enter-game, this character is already in a game-on-the-server message, locking them out from playing that character and any new ones they create. This is being actively worked on by Blizzard and hopefully will get fixed soon. Over in Microsoft territory, it was kind of a quiet month. The Xbox app received a bunch of updates, one of which enables the Xbox Cloud Gaming Beta. So Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members in 22 countries can start gaming, no downloads required, on Windows 10 PCs, Android, and iOS devices. The Xbox app update also enables remote play on your PC from your home Xbox One or Xbox Series X or S. And if you've ever wanted the Chromium version of Edge browser on your console, good news! That's now a thing and comes with full mouse and sync support. It even works with web apps like Discord, Microsoft Word, and Google Stadia. However, adding extensions is not supported. The September update also included a small quality-of-life upgrade in the form of a Play Later list, a handy little tool for curating that backlog you swear you'll get to someday. The Xbox Play Later list is way better organized and more user-friendly than the pile on my desk, and I know I'll get a ton of use out of it. Last month also featured a few Halo Infinite tech previews for those in the Xbox Insiders program. Originally scheduled for release in November 2020, Halo Infinite will launch December 8th, and the multiplayer component is free to play. 
Sony's September system software update was the second major PS5 update since launching in November 2020. The biggest feature was the long-awaited enabling of the system's M2 SSD expansion slot. Both the digital and disc versions of the PlayStation 5 have an 825GB SSD built-in, with around 667 of that usable for game storage around the OS. But that gets filled up pretty fast with games taking up 55 to 225 gigabytes each. Being able to add up to 4 terabytes is a pretty big deal. Be sure to check Sony's website for a list of compatible drives before investing in any. The September update included a bunch of user interface enhancements, like customization options for the control center, faster methods of accessing messages, screen reader controls, and a change to the library so you can see which games are the PS5 or PS4 versions. PlayStation Now subscribers, the service for streaming PS2, 3, and 4 games, can select between 720p and 1080p for certain games. In capture and broadcast settings, you can now set automatic capture of personal best videos. The weird horizontal display of trophies has also been corrected to proper vertical scrolling so you can read the title and descriptions easier. And in a neat addition, 3D audio support was added for built-in TV speakers, so you won't need a fancy headset to check out how that sounds. You'll be guided through measuring the acoustics of your game room using the microphone on the DualSense controller in order to apply settings optimized for your particular space. Sony's September showcase was a mix of good news and less good news. Good news! There's a remake of Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic that'll be a timed exclusive for PS5 and come to PC afterwards. In possibly less good news, depending on your point of view, EA Bioware is not involved at all. Bioware has definitely taken some hits in recent years with a lackluster response to Anthem and Mass Effect Andromeda, so the new Knights of the Old Republic developer is Aspire, who handled modern ports of the Jedi Knight games, Star Wars Republic Commando, and Star Wars Episode I Racer. So it's fair to say they are rather familiar with the Star Wars universe. In the mostly less good news news, the Grand Theft Auto V and GTA Online expanded and enhanced PS5 versions, originally due in November of this year, got punted to March 2022. GTA V originally dropped in 2013, And GTA Online is, of course, the online component for the game, wherein you can wreak havoc with or against your friends and randos. In March 2022, Sony will have an exclusive standalone version of GTA Online, no GTA 5 required, and it will be free for three months following the launch. As for other notable titles mentioned, God of War Ragnarok, initially planned for 2021 until the pandemic impacted development, will land sometime in 2022. And Insomnia teased a new Wolverine title and more of their Spider-Man 2 game featuring Peter Parker, Miles Morales, and Venom. These are not expected until 2023, so a bit of a long wait there. On September 24th, Nintendo aired a 40-minute Nintendo Direct with some big surprises out of nowhere. There's a new tier to the Switch Online service coming, featuring Nintendo 64 games and, amazingly, Sega Genesis games too. More details and prices for this new tier are to be announced, but Nintendo, not stopping there, also announced they will sell wireless N64 and Sega Genesis controllers to Switch Online members for $49.99 each. These new controllers will join the currently available to members wireless SNES controller for $29.99 and NES controller 2-pack for $59.99. Gotta say, seeing a Sega controller in a Nintendo box is really something. 
We've come a long, long way from Sega does what Nintendo don't. This Nintendo Direct teased a new 3D Kirby game, Splatoon 3, a Monster Hunter Rise expansion, Bayonetta 3, and an exclusive kart racing game that I am unreasonably excited about called Jacobo GP, starring everyone's favorite Final Fantasy bird friend. The last Chocobo kart racing game was back in 1999 on the original PlayStation, so this is definitely a surprise sequel out of nowhere. All of these titles are expected across 2022. Smash Brothers and Animal Crossing fans will have to wait a bit longer for more information on their titles, since they'll be getting their own dedicated directs coming sometime in October. Oh, and, uh, there's a Mario movie coming out December 21st, 2022. It's by Illumination Studios, best known for the Minions franchise, and the casting announcements definitely set off a lot of commentary on social media. Mario will be played by Chris Pratt, Luigi is Charlie Day, Peach will be Anya Taylor-Joy, with Jack Black as Bowser, and Keegan-Michael Key as Toad. Charles Martinet, the familiar video game voice of Mario, will be in the currently untitled film as Surprise Cameos. No word on whether anyone from the 1993 Mario film will get to make an appearance. In Nintendo hardware news, the updated OLED Switch will be out on October 8th, featuring the 7-inch OLED screen, 64GB built-in storage, an improved tabletop stand, and an updated dock with a wired LAN port for $349.99. To fit one more surprise into September, Nintendo went ahead with a system update that enabled Bluetooth audio across Switch models, fulfilling a feature request by gamers since the Switch first launched in 2017. Over in PC World, I wish I had more to share about the upcoming Valve Steam Deck, but the first batch of pre-orders won't be shipping until December. I do expect some Steam updates before then to make the desktop experience more similar to the handheld, but we'll have to wait and see on that front. And in regular PC news, it remains difficult to score a good video card for a good non-scalper price. So if you've already got yours, I'm jealous and want you to know that. To wrap up the show, here's a quick overview of some major titles hitting stores this month. Far Cry 6 will be out on absolutely everything that isn't a Nintendo Switch on October 7th. October 8th brings out Metroid Dread, a classic 2D-style Metroid adventure, launching alongside the OLED Switch. October 12th sees spiritual successor to Left 4 Dead called Back for Blood hitting everything but the Switch. And the 22nd brings Battlefield 2024 to, you guessed it, everything but the Switch. Battlefield 2024 does not have a traditional single-player campaign, as the story will be told during the multiplayer missions. The PC, PS5, Xbox X, and S versions of the game support 128 players, while the PS4 and Xbox One versions cap out at 64 players. Finally, Age of Empires 4 will be available on PC October 28th. And if you have any kind of gaming questions, be they PC, console, mobile, or even vaporware, feel free to ping me on Twitter or Instagram. Both are at Jen Cutter. That's Jen with two N's. Or you can email me over at Jen at JenCutter.com. Have fun out there, and I look forward to bringing you another gaming news catch-up next month. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024.